0: Hi friends, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com, and we at Cornerstone Dog Training have dubbed April, Active April. So let's get into it. So yeah, here in Utah, uh, it's, April's a beautiful month because things start to change. And of course, the flowers are coming out, and uh, the early flowers and the trees are starting to bud and blossom, and it, it's just beautiful. Um, it's still cold sometimes. In fact, yesterday, we actually got a little bit of snow, and the weekend before that, it was like 70, so it, it's like trying to decide what to do, and it's kind of, uh, it's just getting better. It's it, it's There's hope on the horizon in April in Utah, and so we like to think of this time as a great opportunity. You know, we've been talking about it a lot, like, oh, it's winter, we're all cooped up, and... January was freezing and February was blah and March was uh, and now April's here so now it's time to get out and get our dogs going and getting them doing some exercise especially if we uh, have been procrastinating it so with warmer weather warmer temperatures and better weather you know it's it's time it's time to get out so speaking of <clears throat> one of the first fun things that we could work on with our puppies and with our dogs is nose games. So, you know, like, puppy. when puppies are born, they they can't see, and their s- sound doesn't work real good as well. Like, hearing doesn't work real well. So, they basically see the world or understand the world through their nose. And we all know this. We all know that dogs are awesome smellers. They have awesome sniffers, right? And they they use that a ton. And it's not all that different in the human world. I mean, like when babies are born it's kind of the same thing they can't see real well and they uh they use they can smell mom and they understand that and you know even as time goes on they may not know words like a what a bottle is but if you show them a bottle they can get visibly excited because they're like that's what i want i want that food that's the right thing and so with puppies it's not all that different and they 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 see and understand the world through their nose so to come back to that is so natural and native to them that it, it just kind of unlocks another gear, like a sixth sense in their world. I guess it's not really a sixth sense. It's just a sense. <laughs> but but it's something that we don't use a lot. See, as we as humans, we like dogs to be able to do things by sound and sight because it's convenient to us. We mostly want sound. Most dogs get to a sight level, and that's what they understand and uh, we rarely use the the smell skill that they have. Now, of course, service dogs do, right? Service dogs, it's so amazing like we can, th- what they can smell and what dogs understand just by using their nose. They don't even have to get up close to something to really understand it, you know, like we have, we train service dogs to do, you know, low blood sugar and diabetic alert, and they can just it's amazing to me that they can understand and smell that chemical change in a person. Um, seizure dogs, that that's what it is. It's a smell thing. They understand that there's a chemical change, and and they're taught to trigger to that. And some of them just do it naturally. Like, they, they want to use their, their nose, and so they, they naturally say, there's a problem, and they alert to that. Um, autistic support dogs. So dogs that, like, we've trained dogs for people that, you know, they have a child that's a, that's a runner. They just, they're autistic or, and they just leave. They're, they run away um, and they, they don't know where they are. Um, same thing for the elderly, right? You can train a dog to be able to find that person and sniff them out, which is awesome. Whether it's forensics or, you know, bomb security dogs in an airport or drug dogs, they're, they're all smell and they have this amazing ability and of course some dogs better than others that's why there's certain dogs that we often use in those places but most dogs have a pretty good sniffer on them and we just don't usually take advantage of it in a pet dog world and so i'd invite you to maybe play a few active games here in april and one of them uses a dog's nose Um, we like to call these nose games and it's funny you know like to see the world, like we use our senses. We we use uh, sight and sound to gather information about the world and to, to bring it in so that we can try and get an understanding of what's around us and be able to, one, survive, and uh, two, thrive, right? Like we want to be able to to understand and have a leg up on what's going on. But we, as humans... Rarely use smell as well. Like we, we don't use it as one of the, the major senses. In fact, uh, when I've asked groups of people sometimes, like, if you had to get rid of one of your senses, which one would it be? It's almost always smell, as long as, as, long as that didn't get rid of taste. That's always the question. They're always like, well, wait, would it get rid of taste too? Because then I don't know. But if you can, ke- so in other words, they're valuing taste over smell. Uh, smell is used you know it's often an inconvenient thing right we smell things we don't like and you know you turn your nose up at those things but it's interesting when you take away the other senses how valuable a sense can become so i was as i was studying for this i thought about helen keller helen keller if you you know you probably know she was she was born without sight or hearing and for a long time, they just thought there's, there's no way you could ever teach this girl until she had a teacher that was willing to give her a chance and to work with her and to work through all these hard things and, and really bless her life. And she, she became amazing. Like she, she learned to learn and to study and to take in information in other ways. And of course, one of those would be smell. She said about smell that the atmosphere is charged with countless odors. Like she, she like got energy from those smells and, uh, she, she talked about how like each place and time, it had its own smell. She, she could walk by a building and and know where she was in a city because she's like, that smells like this building. Like the bricks had a certain smell to her, which is mind boggling to me that that's the, the ability that even humans have, right? She talked about the weather with its unique smell, of course, most of us understand that. We can kind of, if you live by the ocean or whatever, you can tell how things, you know, when storms are coming based on the smell of, of what's headed your, your direction. Um, she talked about how crowds of people and traffic had different smells. She called, <laughs> she called New York the smell of New York City oppressive. No, no offense. Um, <laughs> but she, she preferred the smells of gardens and of the countryside. She said there were so many things to learn. You could tell what animals were on the hills and what flowers and plants and even weeds are growing. But those are things that we don't we don't take in too much. Um, but smells do connect us to people and to places and to memories. When you talk about, you know, like when my wife smells geraniums, she automatically thinks about her grandma's home. And there are smells like when, you know, the smell of bread... Um, for a lot of people that would be, you know, maybe their mom baking bread and there's happy memories with it. For, for me, it reminds me of Germany. It reminds me of walking by bakeries in Germany when I lived there for a couple of years. And there's certain other smells that just like, they, they bring back memories and uh, good feelings. So we use smell, but maybe we could use it a little better. And definitely our dogs who have such a capacity there often don't get a chance to use it. So here's, Here's the game, the active April game that you can play. Uh, Nose games to get your dog using their nose and get them thinking uh, differently and not relying so much on the other sites. We like to play nose games for young dogs, for puppies, um, as well as for mature dogs. It's a great thing to do. So as your, your dog is food motivated, and if they're not, then maybe, you know, skip a meal or two and help them be really excited about this and you take their kibble um maybe even something they're more excited about totally up to you but uh kibble they should be plenty excited for kibble if you're, you're setting them up right setting them up for success and you, you take that kibble you get them excited for it and you you throw it out in some grass or something like that don't use really small rocks because sometimes they end up eating the little rocks but use grass and uh or or something like that, whether it's cement or dirt even, but like uh, grass is usually the best that we use. And you kind of put it out there and then you give them a release word or a search word. I like to just say search, search. We get them all excited for it. And then you release them and they go and they sniff it out. They can't use their sight as much because it's tucked in the grass. And of course they can't hear kibble or anything like that. So they sniff it out and they find that kibble. Um, It's a great reward to give them not just the food, but to work for the food, which is an interesting concept in and of itself that maybe we should talk about another time. The idea that for a dog, the reward isn't just the reward, it's the process in getting to the reward. And really for humans as well, sometimes the, the journey is what's more valuable than the destination. But you put that kibble in the grass, and they, they start sniffing and they're going for it and they'll get excited. You'll see them be excited. Don't use a lot of corrections here. Um, just have fun. It's, you know, be excited, bond with your dog. It's a great time that way. That's the start of it. You, you put it in the grass and you have them search. If you want to take it up an- another level, then you start to, you grab a couple people and you start to have one person have that food dish or something like that and have them walk around the corner. And yes, first of all, it's great for them to kind of know where you're at because we want them to succeed at first. You always 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 in this situation start super easy and then get progressively harder. And if they struggle to do it, a lot of times we've taken too big of a step. So, this is just basics stuff. There's definitely more we could go into here, but basically you're going to go around the corner and you're going to tell them search and then the dog's going to run to that person get, some, you know, a little bit of kibble from their hand, from the bowl, whatever, and uh Then do it again, do it again, go to different spots, have the dog leave the room and come back to the room and then tell them to search and then release them into and let them, if they start using their sniffer, start using their nose, that's perfect. That's what you want. You want them figuring it out um, and trusting that sense in their world. Then after that, you can make it a little bit harder and you can even, you know, from going into another room so that the person can hide without them seeing where they are, then you can do things like uh, go into two different rooms, like through a hallway and into a room instead of just around a corner um, with the door cracked open or something like that. And you just make it so that they can search and find. The goal isn't for them to use their sight, the goal is for them to use their nose. Sometimes that's hard for dogs because we've taught them a lot to trust in their sight more. Most dogs, you know, dogs, they start with their nose, and then their eyes, and then their ears, and that's kind of the value level for a dog and information. And so when we're training, a lot of times we want it to be just the opposite. We want it to go by sound and maybe sight, and then we usually don't even use their nose. So it backs out from their face, right? Their face, if you, you picture, um, like, right in the middle is your nose and then it goes to your eyes and then over to your ears. And it's the same for dogs, but they use their ears, eyes and nose. A lot of dogs that come to us, people will say, well, you know, they'll do it if I do the hand signals or something like that. And it's really cool that dogs can, you know, take a hand signal and they can follow that. And it works really good until your dog gets old and blind, but um they can also go deaf. So, I mean, that that's the same same argument there, but It's harder for a dog to do words, so we usually are taking it all the way to words and trying to take sight out of the equation uh, for most situation in family pet situations, but a lot of times dogs, when you make the right movement, will do a sit. They don't really know what the word means, but if you you move your hand just right, then they'll do a sit, and that just shows that they're, they're, they're understanding it by sight, not by sound. So have fun with this. Have fun with those games. Get excited. The next biggest step you can take if you want is you can start to transfer it to other smells. And so maybe you have them sniff a a shirt or something or the remote control. Everybody likes that one, right? The remote control is a great little one for the dog to be able to find. If you're always losing the remote control, then have them smell that and then say search. And then they get rewarded. The food is no longer the smell necessarily. Uh... They'd smell, get the food, smell, get the food, smell, get the food. And then after a while, uh, you have them, uh, you just say remote and have them find the remote and you can start to transfer it over to things like that. And it's just a lot of fun for a dog and for us to kind of practice through that. Now, this is slow. This is not something that's going to be fast. Um, we've taught, you know, taught you how to do weight and how to do sit and to do them efficiently and quick and make them functional this can be functional but mostly it's just to have fun and to help your dog to be active to get their brain whirring and get their brain moving and not just doing the normal things that they do throughout each and every day it doesn't have to be like all the time it's the icing on the cake it's not always like every single meal we've got to do this Uh, just mix it up a bit have a good time and happy active April, regardless of when you're listening to this. It's always a good time to get out and work with your dog. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back with more active tips in this month of April. So keep listening and happy training.